this time of year, Deeks Insurance has a few reminders for us, like making sure eavesdrops are cleared of debris to prevent overflow and to extend downspouts about six to eight feet away from a home's foundation. Deeks Insurance would also like to remind us that their enhanced water option is a great way to protect your home from unexpected water damage. Since 1981, Deeks has been a licensed insurance brokerage. See how they can help protect you and your budget. Get started at deeksinsurance.ca. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. God is uh, shaping both you and your child through the dissonance that you experience uh, because your temperament is not the same as your child. And when you rub them up the wrong way, they still are growing through that, and so are you. That's author and speaker Hetty Britz describing the interplay of different personalities in your family and how you can benefit from those. We'll hear more from Hetty today on Focus on the Family. Thanks for joining us. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, I want to start with scripture that's relevant for our discussion today. 1 Corinthians 12 says this, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. That's really the essence of what we heard last time from Hetty. This idea that each one of us have different God-given personalities and perspectives. And sometimes those differences will clash. But it's ultimately for our good and for the good of God's kingdom. Hetty's done a wonderful job of applying these different personalities to trees so we can better understand the unique characteristics of people and why they behave the way they do. Uh, We covered all of that last time, and if you missed it, get the CD or download from us here at Focus on the Family, or get the Focus broadcast app so you can listen that way. And a foundational element of the conversation is uh, the book by Hetty called Growing Kids with Character. It's a wonderful resource for your family. And you can learn more when you stop by our website, focusonthefamily.ca, or call 800-the-letter-A in the word family. And now here's part two of our conversation with Hetty Britz on today's episode of Focus on the Family. Hetty, we do welcome you back. Uh, last time we talked about these characteristics, and it's brilliant what you've done, I mean, to put Thank these you. in the context of trees. Um, and it really helps a parent better understand who they are and who their children are wired to be. And uh, probably the the nugget I pulled out of the program last time is this idea that we have conflict with our children, and much of it is going to be rooted in this communication style issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, The parent being built a certain way by God, uh, and then the child to be maybe sometimes opposite of that. And so you have conflict when conflict doesn't need to exist, really. You just need to understand each other a bit better. Mm-hmm. And for the parent, the adult in the room, to really work that understanding so that they could help shape their children and help develop their character. Is that a good summary? Absolutely. Because from that, my question as a parent is, so if I know this is my child and these are my child's needs, how many of those needs should I indulge and when should I shape? Um, Because the world out there is not going to say, give me your tree type and then I will do everything in a way that makes you happy. Um, So it's that fine line between shaping them to be able to work in a world with anybody. People who are not like them and who don't accommodate their needs, but also to make sure that in my house they know they're all loved and welcomed and that I teach in a way that works, that I disciple their heart and that I 
help them on the route that God has for them right. because they're all going to honor God in different ways. We just read about those gifts and those activities that are going to be different with each child, but it's, they all have in them a seed to be God-honoring people, to bring him glory. Sure, and it's important to know right from the outset, whatever your lumber is, if you pardon the pun, um, no, I love the God, pun. <laughs> God is in this. I mean, yes. that's the, the brilliance of it, that God is present, and it's all about being rooted in his character and developing in his character so that you can be a formidable tool in his hands sure. while we walk this earth. And that's what you're getting at. So yes. let's get to it. Uh, last time we talked about the palm tree, which I resonate with. It's kind of yes. the fun-loving person who uh, wants to go to the party and, and interact with people. You get a lot of energy. Usually it shows up in children, as you described yesterday, as that energetic, talkative child, which I was. And, uh, you know, that, that child just has a real insatiable desire to know things, and they're just bugging you sometimes. Yeah, and they, they're on the go. And and we want to put them in the box, and we want to get them into a routine, and it's not really working. And, and actually, our best investment is going to be in, in discipling their heart, making sure they follow the right moral you know pointers good friends good role models and and by by keeping in mind their purpose because this design is so that they can influence people so that they can draw people into the kingdom so that they can communicate ideas about god and as long as we're nurturing that we're doing our most important job i could see these being the evangelists these are the ones that get engaged with culture totally they'll go to the party they don't care Mm -hmm. and they'll talk to people about the lord and that's a wonderful way to look at it then you talked about the rose bush your self-proclaimed rose Bush. That's how you describe your parenting style. Uh, But that's uh, (laughs) what? What's the rose bush? Um, Feisty, forward looking, fast, uh, wanting stuff to get done yesterday. Oh, in the words. <laughs> we, we are a bit sharp. Um, <laughs> to the point. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is the child who, who tells you. You are not being fair. This is what you did yesterday. Here are your mistakes. You really should be more of this or be more of that. And then they're often right, but it hurts. You, it's the prophetic. Right. When you look at Scripture, up. would you say Paul was a rose Definitely. bush? I think I would Absolutely. see him as a rose bush. Mm-hmm. Straight shooter, very determined, very brave. Yeah. And when God calls him, he says, I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for the gospel. If you tell a rose bush kid, I'm going to let you do this, but it's going to be very tough. Nobody's ever gotten this right. They go, bring it on. Hmm. They want the, they they want the challenge. Yes, please, don't make it. Very often, the reason they misbehave is life is too easy. Wow, interesting. I like how you pulled on the scripture to give an illustration of that. Go back to the palm tree because I, I don't mm. remember the biblical character oh, you said for that. Peter. Okay. Peter was undisciplined. He ran off his mouth. He spoke as much as all the other Apostles put together. Whenever Jesus asked a question to the disciples, he spoke up. Yes, but (laughs) God. That's the hope, right? But he needed to be spoken to three times. (laughs) Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And it was because he didn't want this off-the-bat answer. He wanted Peter to really engage with his heart. But Jesus did it in such a beautiful way. He took him to the beach where the palm trees want to be, and he made him some fish on the fire. And he relayed it with him, and then he said, are you really with me? And then he gave him this beautiful calling to feed the sheep, to take care of the lambs, because they are about the people. That's mm. a beautiful calling. And then on the day of Pentecost, he brings thousands of people into the kingdom with one great speech, mm. an inspired speech, because this is what they're able to do. Well, what's so beautiful about what you're describing is that our Heavenly Father, and you know, through the Lord Jesus, knows how to communicate to us, each of us, because Peter is very different from Paul. Yeah. Paul is saying, you're going to suffer for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Paul was kind of like, okay, bring it on. 
Yeah, and when there was a sign of suffering, Peter denied Jesus. Right. He needed to be coached in a in a very different way. How fascinating! And it shows the uh, I think the accuracy of this and how we view hmm. ourselves and in uh, our Lord. All right, let's move to the boxwood. Um, we <laughs> ended there. We gave brief descriptions last time, but most of us won't even know what a boxwood is. So I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. for our ignorance. I had but, to go online <laughs> to see to see it. <laughs> but describe boxwood and what are the attributes? Well, they were original name that we used to uh, call them by. In the past was the lollipop trees because they're the, these perfectly shaped round trees, but they can also be shaped into a triangle or a square or any shape you like. They're Topiary. prunable. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. shrubbery that you can The elephant in Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But they can also be these these hedges around, you know, the, the princess gardens and they're incredibly teachable. The same way these shrubs are moldable. Okay. Um, this is the child who says, just tell me the way it needs to be done, by when and how many times, and they want to do it right. So they have a natural tendency to feel boundaries and to see them and to need them. So when the books tell you children need boundaries and they love boundaries, then just keep in mind it's probably a box who wrote the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who believes this firmly that this applies to all kids. Um, because the boxes are kind of square and... and Linear and things need to be, but just, logical. Just right. These, like yes. we described, <laughs> the engineer last yes, time we said, absolutely. it's kind of that attribute. Yeah. So th- this child does everything right by the book, and the parent thinks, "What's so hard about this? Why can't everybody else just produce really well-behaved kids?" Uh, they are easy to parent in that way, except they are emotionally high maintenance. Right. So describe that for the parent who is mm-hmm. the parent of a, a boxwood child. I mean, you have. Uh, the descriptions are probably, you know, this is my easiest child. This is the one. I mean, you tell him what to do, and he or she does it. Those would be the kind of descriptors you'll be using yeah, as a parent. They do comply, but there is this whiny voice that comes with the compliance. There's this, but I just want to do this first, and but there's a little spot on my pants. I can't wear them. But this is not exactly what the teacher said. You know, there's, there's something of a sensitivity there and a discomfort with things not being exactly right. So they can be finicky, and that goes from all the way from how they eat and what they will wear and how they need things done. This is a child who will be so compliant in the next minute you make the biggest mistake. You cut their sandwich in squares and it should have been triangles and the day is <laughs> over. Really? Yes. So perfectionistic is that the is other big That is one of their unfortunate tendencies. Kind of yes. the, the, root the of that. teachers love that. How do you parent to <laughs> soften that? How do you, and is it appropriate mm-hmm. to say, okay, I recognize my child as a boxwood, a perfectionist, mm-hmm. Often easy, they'll do exactly what I want them to do, and I love that as a parent. It makes my day easier. But how do you parent them to be less perfectionistic, to be comfortable with imperfection? It's very hard. If if we look at the way God did this in Moses, Moses complained to God about the people all the time. I mean, he had reason. But so Moses was, was the boxer. Very word. much, yeah. And yeah. we see him complaining and stressing and really huh. struggling with the burden of leading the people. And God helps him out of this, but it takes time. And he doesn't go into the promised land. He gets to stand in the promised land the first time when Jesus is transfigured on the mount. And there's almost something of a boxwood really needing time to get to a place where they can choose grace over law. Because that essentially is what you're going to teach So they're going to be hard on themselves and hard on others around them. They are. Because they're not measuring up to perfection. And they need Christ. Yeah. to help them understand what it is to be acceptable even when you are flawed. The phrase good enough is yeah. going to be the one really important. that's going to be uh, yeah. challenging. That's critical. I, I know, uh, you know one of my children, they uh, really stressed about getting straight A's. 
Mm. And I could see the anxiety. Mm. And I wanted to make sure we want to hold a high standard. It's wonderful that you're doing that. But, you know, a B is going to be okay if, if in the relaxation, the thought that really dad is that okay i said well you always want to do your best obviously but i don't want you being anxious and stressing to the point where it's hurting you emotionally or spiritually and it 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 has made a difference i could see that relaxation occur and in a good way in a healthy way and uh, it doesn't mean uh you know i want mediocre but he is still doing well and getting good enough grades to your point and he doesn't have to reach for perfection that's so valuable because you're separating what he does from who he is. Right. And that is what we, we can help them do. By embracing their deep emotionality, um, we build relationship with them. If we cannot deal with a meltdown, we cannot deal with the crying, we cannot deal with the whining, it, not in a sense that we we give in when they use it to manipulate, but in the sense that when they've had a tough day and they're really down about it, we need to be able to embrace that and say, mm-hmm. today felt like the worst day of the year. So disciplining this child, how, how does that go and it, what does it look like? You, it's very easy. You basically remind them of the rule and they remember that they were wrong and you tell them what they can do next time or even ask them, so you know you did wrong, what would you like to do next time? And that if they can verbalize it, you're almost good to go. Very little punishment is needed. They right. do it them, to themselves. How do <laughs> we, how do we step on the oxygen hose of this Oof. child? Because I think this child's going to be easy. very sensitive <laughs> mm. yes. of all the children types. Yeah. How do we do that as a parent? What do we need to be mindful of? By punishing them after they've already shown remorse. Uh. It's not necessary. They are guilt and shame magnets. So shaming is a very, very uh, harmful thing with them. They are easily humiliated. They remember those words. They remember what you were wearing. We, we sometimes jokingly, but with a lot of empathy, say that they file all of the negative words on the hard drive huh. alphabetically with the date. And they can pull those things up mm-hmm. anytime. And then the good words, the kindness, the, the encouragement, those are the things they stamp as highly suspicious and they put them on, you know, a thumb drive. Interesting. They, do they don't even trust always that. always believe that. Oh, that's um, too bad. That makes my heart heavy for them, it, actually. It, it is hard. And, and that is why acceptance and daily reassurance, the way God tells us that he loves us and his reassurance throughout his word is the way we parent this child's heart. Daily reassurance that they are good enough and that we love them just because they are ours. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. When Holly's son was considering suicide, she called a Focus on the Family counselor. All those years I'd been listening to Focus, I was thinking about how they were like that practical guide for me. That was sound advice I could get from them. I didn't really know where else to turn. I'm Jim Daly. Together we can rescue hurting parents like Holly and give families hope. Donate today at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. Financial Moments with Tom Copeland. If you have accumulated a lot of debt, here's what you should do. First, learn God's word on finances. Unfortunately, most Christians have limited knowledge of what the Bible says on finances, and as a result, they unintentionally violate biblical financial principles and later suffer the consequences. Secondly, develop and implement a monthly budget or cash flow plan to ensure that you are spending less than you earn so you have a surplus to pay down debt. Generally, pay off the credit cards first as they're the most expensive. Thirdly, learn to be content with less. In Philippians 4, Paul said, 
I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. In other words, learn to be content by focusing on your relationship with Jesus Christ and things of eternal value, and as a result, temporal things such as money and material things will become less important. To learn more, check out copelandfinancialministries.org. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. All right, we've got the palm tree, the yeah. rose bush, the boxwood now, and then we need to move into the pine tree. <laughs> yeah. So the pine tree, I love the imagery of that. Big, bold, rooted. Yes, very rooted. can be isolated, a little loner bit, but uh, people-oriented. You get the metaphor. You, you can yeah. present the courses. We will accredit you as a facilitator. I love it. <laughs> Go for it. You are ready give to us, teach Give us more this. description, though. Yes. Um, when you step into a pine tree forest, you feel like you need to settle down, have a little picnic there, and just breathe. It is breathe. And they do this to us. And this child will slow you down, whether you want to be slowed down or not. What does that look like? Give me an example. That is them forgetting that it's Monday (laughs) and not getting dressed for school. And you go, how is this possible that you could have gotten distracted on your way to the cupboard? But they can just be a little dreamy. And they're not in a hurry because to them it's not about getting stuff done. It's about being. It's the journey. It's the people around them. It's the impressions and the atmosphere. So they help us realize that it is about people and not about stuff. So if you tell them, but I'll buy you, you know, a new phone if you'll just study harder and bring home better grades. They're like, my phone is fine. I'm quite okay with a phone Now, I does have. that work in the opposite direction with discipline? If you say, listen, I'm not going to let you do any gaming. I'm not going to let you do certain things. And they'll go, okay. Yeah. And they'll just sit with it. Yeah, they're okay. equally difficult to Mm. So now punish. I've got a combo kit in my mind. I've got the palm tree <laughs> no, pine you're talking about. I've got the palm pine. <laughs> yes, but they do feel the, the pinch when you take away their relaxation and their comfort zone from them. So when you discipline by taking away the time with friends, the time in front of their screens, their computer games, they do they do feel it. How do you discipline the pine tree, the, the one that's moving, uh, you know, yeah. kind of through the world at their own pace? And they, for the 20th time, they haven't been able to get dressed for school on time. And you're ranting and raving. Mm -hmm. What is your problem, Johnny? How come you cannot get ready for school? How many times do I got to tell you at 7.30 to go get ready? And it's 8 o'clock and you're still not ready. And mommy can't keep doing this for you. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's getting the feeling. It's making me feel odd already. You feel it. Uh, But how does mommy be more effective rather than coming back and saying, get dressed and fight that Mm -hmm. battle? We need to understand that discipline only works and punishment and reward only work on an area where a child willfully makes a certain decision not to do what you ask them. These kids don't decide not to do it. They just forget. That just doesn't cross their mind. So we need to give them strategies. So, so, you so this is the, the child with the alarm clock. This right, is the child okay. with a chart. And, or, and this is the child with big red bow around that particular item he never, you know, or she never takes to school. So it's about strategies and working with them. You mentioned hybrids. And so, yes. again, one of the things, if you're hearing us say everybody is one thing or the other, no, no there's all these combinations. It's infinite how much uh, percentage you work in yes. as a pine tree, as a, as a box tree, as a rose bush. You're going to flow through all of these, I would think. You're going to have some preset things that are default mode. Mm-hmm. But speak to the hybrids, uh, palm roses, box palms, pine palms, oh, all that. That's got to be lots fun. Lots of fun. Sometimes two completely opposite uh, trees come together like a rose, who is feisty and fast and a doer. And then you have the pine, 
who's a thinker and who's an introverted type of kid and 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 more people oriented and when you, these two come together you have what we call the ceo profile because you have a person who wants to get stuff done but at the same time doesn't want anybody hurt so this child will be um, not very talkative maybe not very popular but a really good leader because they both know we, where we should be going and who should be going with us on that route and it's usually a boy we don't often see that doubly unemotional a combination get together in a girl. That's fascinating. Yeah, now, so that could be risky saying that in modern culture. It can that be. That boys and girls can't be everything. But you're saying just generally yeah, you see that it. attribute in boys more yes. than girls. And what is it in girls that make them, probably the relational side is probably How more. The, the more emotional side. So more you'll, wired you'll see a lot people. of the, the girls who have the combination of the boxwood, who is perfectionistic and systematic, and then the outgoing palm tree. And when those two come together, you have a very uh, intensely emotional kid who can ride the roller coaster, depends on which side of the bed they get out, out you know, this morning. And they can be high maintenance for a pine tree parent who wants peace and harmony. And this child is, is you know, either high or very low. Right. That's Hetty Brits discussing her book, Growing Kids with Character, Nurturing Your Child's Potential, Purpose, and Passion. Hetty is our guest today on Focus on the Family, and we hope that you like what you're hearing. Now, if you do, contact us to get a copy of her book, Growing Kids with Character. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Here now is the conclusion of our conversation with Hetty Brits on Focus on the Family. Hetty, let me bounce off something John just mentioned. 60% of adults and children identify with more than one temperament. But you also say 7 to 10% of adults and children identify with three types. Yes. I mean, I, I can, that's where I'm at. I feel like I can yes. be any of those three. Yeah. You are probably what we call a contrapine. Which means you have rogue. Contraband? I've said what that about you for I'm years. I'm contrapine. <laughs> contrapine, because you have everything except pine. Yeah. Um, you have boxwood rose and, and palm tree rolled into one. So you can make those important decisions. You can make sure the people are uh, on board by motivating them. Oh, maybe you're a contra boxwood, actually. It could yes, be. because I don't think I'm a the details, no, 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 yeah. you're not. But you have some of the pine in there. That's yeah. why family is so important to you, because right. that's what pines are about, my important people. And I, again, I loved it. If you missed it at the top of the program, we talked about Peter and Paul and mm -hmm. how the Lord dealt with them out of their own personality. I, that is one of the great takeaways I've heard today is just even in Scripture, you can see how the Lord dealt with the personalities around them and effectively communicated and challenged them yes. in a way that spoke to their heart. And that's what we're getting at when it comes to parents and children, how to identify what their basic combinations are and then speak to their heart in that way. And it's great to see how the Lord did that. Who is the pine tree character in Scripture? Abraham is definitely one. So is uh, Jesus' mother, Mary. Huh. We know that Mary didn't speak a lot. She kept things in her heart and thought about them and mulled them over. And she was never a doer. She was this facilitator. Yeah, I could see that, the confidence she had that things were unfolding just as yeah. God designed them. Yeah. You can feel that in her character. That's uh, a good and, point. And we hear that when she hears God's call on her life. She says, let it be with me as God wills. I'm, right. I'm your servant. And that's that willingness we see so beautifully in the pine. And Abram is that 
point too and we see the relationship. He has this close friendship with God. God shares his secrets with with Abraham mm. because of that gentle heart and that closeness in, in relationship. Hetty, we're down to the end here of a mm-hmm. wonderful two-day program. So thank you thank for you. being with us. The um, question I want to ask you at the very end here is focusing on our primary mission as parents. And it really is to help grow our children into uh, that growing relationship with Jesus Christ because he's going to do that work mm-hmm. in them. Our work will be imperfect. Um, and sometimes counterproductive to what the Holy Spirit is aiming to do. And we get that because we don't have a clear view all the time. And that's just part of being human. But how can we shepherd and guide those four types in their relationship with God in an effective way? Just run through those four types. When we know our rosebush is wired to lead, we need to make sure that they are subjected to God's authority. And they practice on us. So we should not apologize for being uh, the parent Mm. because we want them to submit to God one day as they lead and also to have empathy to listen to others. And that is where our energy will go. Mm. Otherwise, we will have dictators instead of godly leaders. Yeah, that's the rose bush. Exactly. How about the palm? The palm tree is going to take people with them wherever they are going. So we need to make sure that they are leading to a place worth going. Oh, that's so good. morally is where we're going to be doing our work, and not always through preaching, but right. a lot through prayer. They learn from experience, so we're often going to stand by and see how they go off like a prodigal son sometimes, hit their head against the wall, come back. It's not always easy in the later years because they don't always think ahead. But we're going to do a lot of prayer, and they have beautiful hearts and a beautiful ability to inspire. And, and we're like going to pray that that will go in the right, right. direction. Right, and as you said, stay in relationship with all your Absolutely. kids' types, obviously, but that <laughs> yes, one particularly means that. So Boxwood... Um, the boxwood child is the child who's going to be the one who makes sure we all stay on the straight and narrow. <laughs> right. And that's going to be uncomfortable for us every now and again because they will point out our hypocrisy for us. And Especially for moms fair. and dads. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but we're going to teach them God's grace. We're going to teach them that God decided that the season of the law will be over one day and that grace will rule. And when they can embrace that together with their love of justice, then they make a beautiful difference in the world. That's fantastic. And then finally, the pine tree, how to uh, <laughs> m- move them toward God in a closer way. How do we do that as a parent? We do that through a, a focus on relationship because they go where relationship is important. And they will be allergic to religion. They will be allergic to falsehood. So we will walk with them in reality and in authenticity. And they will be the ones who facilitate peace, harmony, and keep the body of Christ together. That's what they do. What a great conversation we've had with Hetty Britz these past couple of episodes, talking about her book, Growing Kids with Character, Nurturing Your Child's Potential, Purpose, and Passion. John, this has been so insightful and instructive for parents, and it highlights what we're trying to do every day here at Focus on the Family. Equip moms and dads with the tools you need to do a better job with your children, to raise healthy families that love the Lord. That's the goal. I believe Hetty's book is a great resource for you, and I can't recommend it enough. Order your copy directly from our office in Canada. And when you get in touch, please consider supporting us financially. A monthly pledge will be great. It helps us stabilize our budget and provides the funds we'll need for the days ahead. But a one-time gift is also appreciated. So please be generous with your support of Focus Canada today. 
Our number is 800-232-6459, the letter A and the word family, or donate online and get your copy of Growing Kids with Character at focusonthefamily.ca. Let me also recommend our seven traits of effective parenting assessment, which can help you identify uh, some strengths in your role as a mom or a dad, and also maybe an area you can grow in so you can be more effective as a parent with your kids. We'll link over to that seven traits of effective parenting from the website. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. Christ.